Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9. Taylor Marshall and I talk all things HSR Finals for this weekend. Cue the Taylor Marshall drop. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. Can't freaking wait for Saturday. Taylor, Marshall, Colin Altavote. We're going to go through a quick preview of the whole meet. Scott and I did a, a longer distance focused one, but we're going to go over the whole thing. Taylor's calculated and scrutinized the meet, and we're going to find out what he's got. Let's start this year. The small school is first. Yes. And it's a girl's first year. Correct. So I guess based on that, then when it's a boy's first year, the big school is first, right? Because they flip. Yes, coincidentally. So next year will be boys first and the big school will go first. So girls, small school, Taylor, you did a mock meet. Yes. So I know the outcome of that. Yeah. You and Scott got into this a little bit um, in terms of the preview on on the last podcast, but we're going to operate from the assumption that uh, the athletes who ran the relays or, you know, well, that's only the relay you can swap out. So the athletes that ran the relays will run those relays at, at the meet, right? So we can't guess uh, what teams may do strategically necessarily. So um, operating from that assumption, those who qualified will race at HSR. Your top five in the girls' small school division, right, scored just off the seed times coming in. And fifth relays count double, right? Relays count double. So this is where it gets kind of important. Um, Bowman Academy scoring 36 points. Again, seated to score 36 points. Park Tudor would be fourth, seated to score 40 points. Correct. Burbuff third with 48 points. Heritage Christian would be your runner-up based off the seeds with 49 points. And that would mean Bishop Chatard uh, is seated to score 64 points to win the meet. And they're getting some big points on those relays, Colin. So that to me seems a decently heavy favorite. Yeah, they've got right? balance. 64 to 49. And, and Lily Critch hasn't run indoors, I do not believe. This I, don't, is- I, I don't know if she'll run. I don't have any, believe, any reason to believe that she will run Saturday if she hasn't run before, right? Right. I agree so they've done, but they've done that without the number one distance runner in the state. Sure. And then if, if, you know, we, if she were to race Saturday, then that just adds the advantage, but you're right. All of these points, uh, they're totaling up here are without Lily. So this means, you know, Chatard is uh, favored right now, seated uh, to win the uh, four by eight and pick up 20 big points there. They're also the top seed in the four by four. Uh, they've got a four by two that's seated to score 12 points. Um, and they have a, an individual in the, in the 60 hurdles and then again, the DMR. So they've got the, the most balance out of anyone else in that girl's small school division. Um, and so they, they look to be in the driver's seat right now. Are there any, that's a pretty big gap. So this, this may just be a no. Are there any key events that you think could help flip that team score and maybe get Heritage Christian or Burbuff right there with, you know, like a Burbuff does whatever in the four by eight that could push Chatard back and could make an eight point difference, something like that. So heritage uh, seated second right now. Uh, they have a star. Uh, it's heritage. Fresh- it, it's heritage Christian, right? Yeah. Heritage Christian. Okay. Cause there isn't one in Fort Wayne called heritage. You are the Fort Wayne guy. I got this. Right. Time. Yeah. So heritage Christian uh, seated second point wise, they have a star freshman we've talked about before on the podcast, Kaya Crook. Um, you know, she's seated to give them points in the uh, 60 dash, uh, in the high jump, in the long jump, and I'm sure she's on that four by two. Um, I don't know if that's going to be enough to flip because uh, that is a 15 point gap right there. If you want to go back to Burbuff, Burbuff is scoring big points in the 3200. Uh, I've got them seated to score 16 points in the 32. So is it possible? that they double back and score a couple more in the DMR. Sure. Uh, that four by eight 32 double at the indoor state meet is really tricky. I mean, you're talking about yeah. an hour or less. That seems unlikely, 
But if they could go out there and score a few points, then that would close the gap. Uh, What's Burbuff seated in the DMR? DMR seed for Burbuff right now. They're seated to score uh, 16 points. So they okay. are second. So they're, seed. where they're strong, there's just not a lot of room to move up, right? For right. Burbuff. Right. And then, like I said, uh, you've got Shatard with the balance on the sprint sides as well. Yep. So Shatard on the on the girls' small school meet, Shatard pretty heavy favorite. I would agree. Yeah. Would you are they the heaviest of the four favorites of all the four teams that won the mock meets? Do they have kind of the most cushion? They have the most cushion. Yes. Okay, so it's it's going to be closer even in the boys' small school. It will be a lot tighter. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's exciting. So we're getting the we're getting the less entertaining one out of the way early, I guess, in terms of our preview. Well, yeah, and then you know, and with the way the relays are doubled, right, in terms of the point value, right, uh, a first or second is a bigger point swing, right. Um, so you know, it could really kind of come down and, and narrow down here. So it's it's uh, it'll be interesting to see. But yes, Chatard is definitely the the heavier favorite in the girls' small school division. What about meet records in danger of being broken? Not necessarily indoor, overall indoor state records, although most overall indoor state records were set in HSR meet. But what about HSR girls' small school meet records? What's in danger going down this Saturday? Yeah, there's one that is a possibility, I would say, and that's the, the girls' uh, hurdles, right, 60-meter hurdles. Um, the meet record is an 8.76 set back in 2014 by Simone Black. Um, the top seed from Forest Park is Rachel Maringer, and uh, she's seated at 8.85. So she's okay. uh, about a tenth of a second off. Not totally unheard of, but, um, you know. On that faster surface, we could reasonably assume, although maybe she had her qualifying time in Bloomington as well. She may have, yeah, but that. So, uh, but the, you know, a tenth of a second is a lot when it's only out of what eight and a half seconds. But yeah, that's it's reasonably possible. Something to look at for sure. Yep. Is that really the about the only one? You I know mean, what? the I girls DMR, but they don't list. Park Tudor certainly looks like a team. Their qualifying time, but they didn't. You have to list athletes you can list up to eight and then you have to pick four from those park tutor only listed four and sophia kennedy wasn't one of them so we're we can assume uh, we're not assuming i mean she's just she's not eligible to run she's not on that list right and i think that's why the other record is is not necessarily in jeopardy um when you have you know like scott talked about on the last podcast right you've got two uh all americans on there and then right take one away it's a lot harder um, especially when you're talking about the what is the heaviest leg, the the most important leg, if you will, based off you know 1600 out of 4,000 meters. Right. Yeah, and they may lose, you know. So you switch one from the 12 to the 16, potentially, but they may be losing 45 or more seconds on the on the 1200. Right. Uh, so that's the girls' small school. What about the boys' small school? We got a mock meet. We got a score here. Here we go. Uh, seated to place fifth, Burbuff with 43 points. Really? That's what I got. Okay, so I didn't do it, but I kind of figured Burbuff would be the, would win the mock meet. Okay, well, now I'm excited to hear the rest of this. Burbuff fifth at 43. Yes. Uh, fourth place, uh, seated to score uh, 45 and a half points, Chirabusco. Concordia seated to score 52 points would put them third. West Lafayette seated to score 53 and a half points. And then Chatard is seated to score 58 and a half points. So there's only 13 points spread there. Yes. Now you mentioned uh, Burbuff, right? And there I have them seated to score 21 points and the uh, 3,200, right? Which is a, a huge jump. Now, where could Burbuff uh, really make a leap in the team standings? Well, their DMR right now is seated to score 10 points. If some they're of them, they're going to win that. So that's add 10 more to their total. And now they're not quite winning, but they're really close and putting pressure on Chatard and on West Lafayette for that second spot. And they could, they, they very well could get more in the 3,200. You can score an unlimited number. Right. And they have a, well, I mean, I guess the limit is eight because you can only score eight, but 
it's not like the outdoor state meet where you, you enter two, but you could put three in the tournament, but you're limited to three no matter what. You could, you could if you go one through eight, if you qualify them all, you could. They could, and there is could one. take all the points. And they've got, they got four in it, and they yeah, very well could go two, three, four, five, or one, one, three, four, five, or one, two, four, five. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any, any of those combinations are certainly possible. And then you're putting more pressure than on, on Chittard and, uh, and on uh, West Lafayette. Sure. Wow, that, that is going to be really exciting between those few schools. I don't, I don't know why. I guess just because I'm kind of so distance focused and we already did the distance podcast where Burbuff shines that I yeah. just thought Burbuff was going to run away with. Uh, but Chittard balance again, right on the boys' side. They've probably got all those relays scoring. They have a good distance group. They've always had good sprinters. Yeah. I mean, I have Chittard seated uh, second in the four by two, second in the four by four, uh, scoring 12 in the four by eight, picking up two points in the DMR. Um, you know, they and, you know, West Lafayette is also a really balanced team um, between sprints and distance. They're, uh, you know, just a hair behind Chittard there, but, you know, they have the top seed in the four by four. So should it come down to that, that might propel West Lafayette ahead. And I, I think we can assume that these schools are going to be really into the team score aspect of this. I, yeah, I would definitely agree for sure. I mean, it's a, it's a great chance to see some strong competition early on. And if you're on the smaller school, you get to, you don't have to contend with the big schools, right? We get to see what, you know, class track and field would look like, um, which I know, you know, many of the small schools are in favor of. What, uh, what meet records, if any, are in danger of being broken this year? I'm looking at four meet records on the boys' small school side, and there are two that I'm feeling pretty good about here. Colin. Okay, what are the what are the two that you feel really good, really All confident? Right. Uh, they're in they're in double jeopardy, final jeopardy, final jeopardy, right? Boys, a 60 meter dash, right? The uh, meet record for the boys' small school right now is a 6.84 set back in 2016 by Michael Defoe. Uh, Park Tudor, uh, Josiah Rogers, he's a junior there. He is seated at a 6.85. So he is one one hundredth of a second off that record. What do you think about that? I, I, think, we're in, I think we're in double jeopardy. I think we're in double jeopardy. So you're jeopardy. very confident about that one. I'm very confident about that one. Let me give you one that I'm even more confident about here. And he's got two shots at it, right? Prelims and finals. He does. And in the 60, it's not like you're just going to run hard both times, right? It's not like the 200 where you might ease into it. Like you, you might hurt yourself if you ease up. But he's going to have yeah. to run through the line both times. He's got, he's got two cracks at it versus, you know, the DMR, you only get one shot. Right. Run hard, smash into that high jump pit that's leaning up against the bank track and turn around and check out the clock and hope that you're under the record. I hope you're not running too fast. You flip over the, I haven't, I don't think I've ever seen that at IU. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, this, maybe this weekend. I don't know, we'll see. Here's the record that I'm even more excited about than on the boys' small school side. Shot put, Colin. The meet record, 61 feet, two and a half inches, set back in 2006 by Ben Steven. Um, what does it say again? 61, two and a half? Yes, yeah, 61, two and a half. Okay. And the junior from Hamilton Heights, Colin Wilson, is seated at Shout 61 out, Colin. feet. Yeah, that's a good name. 61 feet, 10 inches. So he's already okay. thrown farther than that uh, comfortably. So I, I feel pretty good about that shot put record. I might even call it a lock. Scott Litskin, I use the L word. It's a lock. I'm not willing to call it a lock. Okay. Uh, maybe I've been talking to Scott too much. Yeah. And uh, is Luke Himes going to throw too? He goes to Heritage Christian. That's a small school. He does go to Heritage Christian, and, and it is true. He is the second seed at 60 feet, six inches. Um, so, you know, if could Luke be two, goes out there, Could be two on, over it. There could be two over it. I mean, I, I think if Luke has a really good throw early on and put some pressure on Colin Wilson, it'll be really fun to see. And uh, Luke is only a sophomore and he's, uh, you know, like I said, he's a name that we should think about in the future down the line um, at, you know, going after what could be Tucker Smith records at that point. We, I mean, we saw, we saw Luke bombing him at the Indiana runner opener, right? 
Yeah. We had to move the barriers back twice. And even that, he still snuck one by on his last throw. Still wasn't enough, yeah. So those are the two that I'm, I'm feeling really good about. There are two others on the boys' small school side that I think are in jeopardy. Okay. Um, I know Scott talked about this with you during the uh, the podcast earlier in the week. Can I can I guess what they are? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so they're in jeopardy, right? And and I just gave them away as Scott having talked. What to them. what is uh, the DMR? What the correct? Yes. Okay. So what's what's the record? Okay, so the DMR record for the boys' small school uh, is currently at ten twenty eight nine one from Westview. Whew, right? That's fast. That is moving. Um, a couple teams are under that 11-minute mark right there, right, with Fort Wayne Concordia and Hanover Central. So it's certainly possible, along with the Burbuff team, of that, but, you know, who will be out there in the mix. And uh, this is where we're going to – so let's stick with Burbuff here for a second because we're going to talk about, I guess, the two records that I think are in jeopardy, right? Right. Burbuff's going to win the DMR. Burbuff's going to win the DMR, says Colin, uh, and he feels pretty good about that. Oh, sorry. Should and, it be in the form of a question? Since it's Jeopardy? Yeah. What is Burbuff is going to win the DMR? Go for it. Yeah. Well, it, so then they put all their eggs in. Do they get the record as they win, or is, do they just win without breaking that record? It's the last event. Those guys aren't coming back and doing something else. I say, I say go for it. Okay. So then the question for the follow-up then is in the 3,200 on the boys' side is the other record that I thought could be in Jeopardy. Right. That's yeah. Okay. So that that's that's interesting. What what's the, it's like nine twelve. It's nine twelve point three four. Andrew Poor, two thousand seven. Right. He coaches there at IU. Yep. Krishna seated at a nine oh eight and change. And Krishna going to Purdue. I just uh, right a little rub might it in a little bit on the rival coach. Might be so. Does uh, so. This is interesting. You know. Are you running just to win and knowing you're coming back in the DMR and then maybe go after that record? Or is Krishna going to go for the 3,200? My guess is, yeah, my guess is they, they, they run for team score in the 3,200 and then go for it in the DMR. That's not, I'm just, I'm just guessing though. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Right. And that that's kind of where their strengths lie on the boys side. And that would really close the gap on a couple of those teams like Chatard and West Lafayette that we talked about that were ahead of them. Even if you were to, to coaching wise, I would never do this, but even if you were to just be like, Hey, we've run the numbers. If we just go two, three, four, five, let's take care of business. Let him run away. The Spencer Wolf from Forest Park, who right. is it crazy that he might run nine twelve? I don't think that's crazy at all. No, I, I um, think that's possible, but maybe they do that and then, and then come back all in on the DMR. And some of their guys in the 3,200 are going to need to run the four by eight, at least one. So, and it, it's like you said, it's, it's not an easy turnaround. It's about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. About an hour. So, but you know, here's the other thing, you know, we talked about uh, you know, small school, uh, the depth issue is, is an issue for everybody there. Right. So, right. You know, right. If you're Burbuff distance runners, you, you have more depth than uh, any other team there. Uh, so that you got to feel good about that. Yeah, and you, but you can't necessarily do what Hamilton Southeastern, Carmel, Columbus North, Fishers might do later in the big school, which is whoever qualified in the 3200 runs that, and then four kids run the four by eight, and then four different kids run the DMR, and you might run 10 different, you know, 10 different kids. The, right. Those schools don't necessarily have that luxury. They don't, especially for buff that qualified four boys. Right. Right. All right. So well, that's, maybe that's a clue to how they're thinking. Maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, all about 32 and come back to the DMR. Who knows? Right. I mean, that's, that's just the, to me, that seems the most likely when we can look at the names too, because some of the, you list the eight names, a lot of the schools, I think, as you look at the names, the first four that they list are the ones who are going to run. But some schools list them in alphabetical order. So, yeah. like, do you have do you have the performance list pulled up for small yeah. school? So okay. So, what what are Burbuff's four names in the DMR in order? In order: Krishna, Ezra, Mateo, uh, and Raphael. Mas, uh, sorry, Meshandu. Uh, well, that's not the order they're going to run. It is probably not, but they're, that's the right. You're not going to run. So Ezra Burrell is 
was Probably all state great. last year in the 1600, you're going to put them on the 12 or the 16, right? Right. Yeah. So those may be the four that they're going to run. In fact, I think those are the four that they'll run, but they won't, they won't put them in that order. So that doesn't really answer any of your questions. Right. Uh, all right. Well, those, that should be two exciting meets to kick off the day. And we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get to the big school meet. Are you dealing with a running injury or in need of some treatment? Contact Jacob at Tempo Sports Rehab, conveniently located off of the Monon in the city center of Carmel, Indiana. Find out more information at temposportsrehab.com. Okay, we're back. Colin Altavote, Taylor Marshall, fresh off a day of supervision at the Midwest Largix Public High School. Man, there are a lot of kids there, aren't there? Yeah, but it's good. Because they yeah. got me and you. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. yeah. It's good. You just got to make sure they're leaving study hall at the right time and uh, they forget a computer in another class. You got to write them a legible pass on official stationery, not on construction paper. So they got to have something to hold when they walk the mile across the building to the other side to pick up that computer. Well, and my uh, favorite student who walked across the school three different times to get her computer and was continuously sent back. Turns now, out, she, turns out it wasn't even in the room to begin with. So that was on her. Oh gosh, well that's that's probably typical. Do yeah, what are you gonna do? Speaking of big school, there is a big school hsr finals the unofficial indoor state meet of indiana it's been two years or three years really since we've had it two years it was canceled so last time we had it was march of 2019 hey you know what i just thought of this i have a young son this will be the first hsr finals of his lifetime oh I mean, he's not going why would he you know uh, uh what i don't know on saturday i mean uh, he's going to, going to going to nana's house Oh, okay. What's Nana gonna drive him down the meet then, or what? Or no, Nana doesn't have it. Nana doesn't drive. Nana doesn't have a car. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Grandpa would, but uh, Grandpa's a big Purdue guy, so oh, I think uh, yeah. So this is the this is the other side of the family. So oh. Probably gonna hang out on the south side. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's a shame. But, he doesn't want to enter the beautiful Bloomington area. Uh, you and I will be there. A yes. place you're very familiar with, Bloomington. I've been there once or twice. Well, one time you went for four years, and I guess you didn't leave, apparently. I would have loved to <laughs> stay. Counted, counted it one time. Uh, uh, the girls are going to go first this year. So you have calculated team scores. Now, I have seen these. Yes. Because we're, we're, we also coach teams. We coach at the school where we teach, and it is a large school. It's the largest school in Indiana, certainly, and I, I believe it's the largest in the Midwest. Yeah, multiple goods. Um, and uh, hey, can I have some of those pretzels? It's on the podcast. You can't say no. Um, what What are the mock meat scores here? All right, here mock we go. Meat brought to you by pretzels. Yeah, seated to uh, place fifth uh, with 25 points, Hamilton Southeastern. Seated to place fourth with 30 points, Noblesville. Third place, based off seed uh, times, would be a, a 32 points here, I said, is Columbus North. And then it's a very tight two-team race, um, seeded to score 50 points and place second, North Central, and seeded to score 56 points and win the meet would be the Carmel Greyhounds, uh, just based off the seeding. So 56 to 50, Carmel over North Central. Yeah. And third was Columbus North, you said? Columbus North and third with 32 points. Okay. That's a pretty big gap then. It is. It would, it would appear as if it's a two-team race. Now, if that's the case, both uh, North Central and Carmel have pretty strong uh, four-by-fours. Um, so it's quite possible that it could come down to the most exciting race of the day, of, of any meet, in my opinion. I love the four by four, especially when the meet's on the line. It's going to be fantastic. And um, the four by four is the last event now. 
It is now the last event. Because it didn't used to be, correct? Correct. I think this will actually be the second year of an actual HSR. That sounds right. My it's been three years now. My memory of the last one. What's real quick? This wasn't on the rundown. What's one memory you have from the 2019 HSR? You have one that sticks out. You gotta Uh, gotta come up with something quick. Something that happened at that meet. Anything. Um, well, our uh, gosh, what happened that day? That's tough. I don't remember. Is it was that I think Alex Fry ran pretty well in the 32 that day. He might have been. He might have been third overall. Mm, was that the one where I called it and I was like, this is my guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, were, okay. Before, I was see, on it. Here, kids, before uh, Colin was president of the uh, Addison Wiley fan club, uh, there, was a, there was a runner who is now at Purdue uh, whose name was Alex Fry, and uh, Colin was the president of the Alex Fry fan yeah. club. So uh, he, he finds uh, – he's up there with uh, – he wears many hats. He's also the president of the, of the, the Garen Goons. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm the president. I think I'm just I'm one of the goons. Uh, no. Okay, there's no just like the up. like what are the what are they and who framed Roger Rabbit the weasels and they're just kind of skulking around and they got the bats. You know, that's what that's me. Except it's with a Garen shirt on because we're out here. We're in these streets, Taylor. Oh yeah, which streets are those? The streets of Hamilton County. Oh okay. Yeah, Actually, the kids that go to Garen live all over, but the schools yeah. in Hamilton County. Uh, yeah, I remember that. And then my main memory is we got third in the four by eight. But yeah. one team was upset that they um, – shout out, Brad Rosebrock. won't say what school it is, but uh, shout out to Brad Rosebrock. The, the anchor of his team was upset that he got caught and he threw the baton, and that moved us up into second. Yeah, kids, if you're listening, you can't throw the baton even, even when you lose. It's just – you can't do that. Hey, adults, if you're listening, don't go to the meet and throw the baton either. That, that's a whole other problem. That's yeah, like, if you're if you're an adult and you're going to the the high school indoor state meet and you're throwing a baton because your team lost, we I can't help you. There's, you need professional help there. That's just not going to work. And not you know you are a professional. You're yeah, a professional but, educator. Yeah, yeah, but a different. But type. you need more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you think that four by four is the kind of the key event? But really, North Central and Carmel are are. I mean, it's all it's potentially a lot of relays, right? It is uh, all relays for Carmel, basically. You know, uh, the the Greyhounds here are seated to score in the four by two, uh, seated again, seated to win the four by four, uh, seated to score eight in the four by eight, and uh, seated second in the DMR. Um, so that it's but it's all relays, and then for North Central they have uh, three relays: the four by two, four by four, and four by eight, all seated to score with their four by two having the top time in the state uh, right now. Um, and they also have the best sprinter in the state, and she's seated to score 10 points in the 60. That's Ramaya Elliott. Now, where where could she's North gonna Central, win. I'm sorry? She's going to win the 60. She's going to win the 60. And we'll talk about what else she might do here in a second. But um, the uh, where, where could North Central close that six-point gap on Carmel? Well, uh, North Central has a DMR that is not currently seated to score, but could – uh, squeak in. Are they in the fast heat? Points. Uh, the girls DMR for North Central is in the. I'm trying to do two things at once here. I wish you had asked me earlier. Um, they are in the fast heat. Yes. They are the 10th seed. There you go. So, you know. Now, what's North Central in the four by eight? They're like third or fourth, right? 952. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, they are third behind uh, Columbus North and Warsaw. So that's, I mean, that's going to be a tough, they're going to have to run to, to even maintain third and potentially move up into second, we'll say. Yeah. Just theoretically, because there's other teams we don't know. You could have qualified with somebody and put, I mean, we do know, but we're not going to you know, talk about that on here. Um, like they're going to have to use their best girls probably in the four by eight. Right. Then they probably got some subs to make. Just look at the names that ran and their qualifying time and looking at the names who are probably their best girls. So then the question is, how do those girls double back? And that's, it's a tough, it's a tough double, especially now that the DMR isn't last. You're getting another half hour or even less, sorry, half hour or even more of lost time and rest. Right. So that is tough. It it would be hard, but if they could squeak in a couple points um, now and North Central would be in the same boat as a few of these other teams that have 
uh, girls running uh, the four by eight before the DMR or running the 32 before the DMR. So, you know, those are things they'd have to kind of consider um, right there. Um, you know, the other, the other question is, I mean, it's, I, I still think it's a kind of a, a two team race there, but, you know, Columbus North has a couple girls uh, who were actually three of their top seven from this past fall in cross country are running in the 3,200. If they could squeak in and score a couple points, um, you know, they could, they could, you know, make it a little bit closer, uh, but, it, you know, 56 to 50 is a, is a pretty uh, tight race. And then it's a, a bit of a leap back to third with 32. Um, and really, you know, with the relays being double, six points seems like a lot, but that's just the difference of if, if Carmel and North Central are seated next to each other in an event and they flip, that's an eight point flip, right? Right. So right. if Carmel seated second in the four by two, no, this is the opposite way. Well, let's say, let's say North Central seated second in the four by four and Carmel seated first. I don't know if that's the way it goes, but let's just say that. If North Central beats Carmel, they knock Carmel back four points and they put themselves ahead four points. That's eight. Right. It's an eight point swing. So it, what it's really going to come down to is how those two teams run in the four by two, the four by four and the four by eight. Right. It's, assuming it all, that assuming that Carmel can hold serve in the in the DMR, let's say. Correct. Right. So they'd have to you know, we'd have to perform you know well that day. Right. So it's 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 going to come down to those last three events basically. On right. Track, right. It's it's all the individual stuff and then it's all the relays. Right. Which I mean, uh, and, the meets more than half relays, anyways. But yeah, and outside of Ramai Elliott, and neither of uh, neither Carmel nor nor Central have as somebody who's seated to score in an open event. So it will be all about the relays. Yep. What about uh, any uh, events where the meet record could be broken on the girls' side? Okay, looking at two uh, potential records falling. The one I'm a little bit, uh, oh, I'm not a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'm big on, I think this goes for sure. And that's the girls' 3,200, right? So the current record is Anna Roar's 10,33,18. Uh, a paltry ten thirty three. I'm sorry. I said a paltry ten thirty three. Yeah, it was easy. You know, she's not trying. Yeah. There are two girls have run under that time, right? And you and and uh, Scott talked about this the other day, right? Uh, the power, and they did it against each other in the same race. Yeah, power name of Addie or Addison, right? So Addie Wiley uh, from Huntington North, uh, ten twenty one, and Addison Canobla from uh, Homestead. Uh, sorry, Addison Canoblo. I apologize. Uh, at a ten thirty. Uh, so they're two under there already. That one goes down for sure. Um, I think Wiley I, goes by Addy. I do not think Canablo does. I think she goes by Addison. I'm not positive on that. Well, it's the Addy versus Addison matchup there, and the winner will take the record away from Anna Roar. Mark it in your calendar. Yeah, that seems I'm, – I'm, I'm willing to lock that in. Lock it up. Here's the other one I got for you. Uh, girls 60 meter dash, right? The current record 7.42 set back in 2016 by Lena Irby from Pike. Ramaya Elliott, your top seed, the senior from North Central, she is seated at a 7.47. So that's very close. What's the spread? Five hundredths of a second? Five one hundredths of a second. I think that one can go down too. That's incredible because Elliott is kind of just the the – I don't want to say 2.0 version because I, I don't know that she's necessarily better than Irby, but she's, she's certainly right there, but she's just kind of the next, the next generation of a sprint superstar. And we've, we've seen three of them really. Yeah. And 40 years of, of girls track, 45 years of girls track, myself Malone, who went to North central. Correct. So Elliot's kind of gunning for her school records. I don't know if she has some, or maybe has all of them, you know, you're I think a little she, more familiar with that school. You may I. have the 400 record, but I think uh, she's missing the one of the two. Um, and then, you know, Irby and Irby and, and Elliot are, are similar in that they. Um, so Irby has the record in the 60. Elliot's gunning for that. Yeah. But that's certainly not for neither of them. Was that their best event? I mean, Lena Irby is a professional runner right now, and her event is the 400. Right. And that's Elliot's best event right it is yeah. you think it's better than the 200 right yes do you know why she did she did the 200 at the national championship and she was the 
champion, the national champion of the 200. Do you know why she did the 200 instead of the 400? I would only speculate that she will focus more. Again, I don't have any, I mean, I know I have a connection, but I don't have, I'm not, I've never asked. I would guess that she will focus more heavily on the 100 and the 200 going into the state tournament outdoors, that that may have been part of a greater plan to set her up to run mm. well 100, which uh, as you said, okay. the 400 is her best event, making the 200, I think her second best event. And right. you know, if, if you could, this is not even fair to say that the third, her third best event, you know, is a hundred. I mean, so. Well, I, probably the one she's the, to the extent that she is vulnerable to getting beat, the hundred is the one where she is vulnerable. Right. And if North Central wants to contend for the, the team title, which I, I would consider them an outdoor contender for sure, that she doesn't necessarily have to win the hundred, but she needs to place high in there. So if, if somebody she'll, win, she'll win the hundred though, right? Um, I think it's possible, but I, I'm not ready to call it a lock yet. I'm I'm oh, gonna okay. I'm gonna channel my inner Scott Litskin and just say that it's it's certainly possible, but here on uh, March 24th, I'm not ready to say that it's a done deal. Okay, well, I was guess I was gonna be a little more bullish on that than, but yeah, you would probably you know, the connection the North Central would you'd probably know better. Uh, so those are the two main ones. Is there anything else? Um, that's it on the uh, girls uh, big school. I think those two records could go down. In fact, I think at least one of the two will for, for sure. Uh, but I, uh, that's all I really see. I think the rest of them are pretty much in, in, uh, are safe this year, not in jeopardy at all. Okay. So what about let's switch over to the boys. It's a girl's first year. That means boys go second. Now that just means the girls four by eight will go and then the boys four by eight. They won't run the whole girls meet and then the whole boys meet. Oh man, I could get, if they did it that way, I could get out of there really early. You again. could, but then you'd have rest issues in terms of doubling athletes back. It'd be uh, very hard. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. All right. Good, good point. So boys, boys mock meet. What do you got? Boys large school mock meet seated to place fifth with 32 points. Warren Central. Um, seated to place fourth with 45 points. Brownsburg. Third. Brownsburg and fourth. Third with 50 points, Columbus North. I'm sorry, Brownsburg's in fourth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then Carmel, uh, seated with 52 points, would be second. And then uh, Plainfield High School seemed to score 56 points right now. They're getting huge points. They have the top seed in both the four by two and the four by four. Those are worth 20 apiece. And uh, same for Columbus North with the top two seeds, or sorry, the top seed in both distance relays right the four by eight and the dmr so 56 52 50 45 is that yes. right that's right wow okay well what are some key events then that you think could flip this around well again like we talked about with the the girls big school meet it's gonna come down to the four by four right so uh carmel has the second seed uh, with Plainfield having the top seat, right? So uh, like you said, that's that's an eight-point swing. Uh, should Carmel be able to overtake uh, the Plainfield High School? I mean, it, it's so close right there. And, you know, who has substitutions to make? So right now, if you look at their times, Plainfield is seated at a 328.28. Carmel, 330.58. So we're- Carmel has one seconds. And Carmel has a sub to make on the four by four. No, that's I'm just giving you the information that I have that I feel comfortable giving. And that's there's there's a sub. I don't know if Plainfield has subs and it's not a sub like we might see when we talk about maybe some of the distance relays or whatever, where it's a huge difference. But there's there's a sub there. Yeah. So Plainfield also has a high jumper who's seated uh, second. So that's eight solid points right there. Obviously, the relays are where all the you know the big points are, but eight points right there. And they also have a, a points uh, seated here in the 60 dash and 60 hurdles. So um, now here's the interesting part. You said, what else could flip it? Well, um, if, if we look here at the uh, DMR, Carmel is uh, not currently seated to score, right? So I'm not asking you to devolve what may or may not happen on that side, uh, but you know, could could a 3,200 athlete come back? Could a four by eight athlete come back and run the DMR and score something that might be enough to push 
uh, Carmel ahead of Plainfield, right? Again, I don't know. Well, you do know, but. But for the purpose of this podcast, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, could. Sure. And, so, you know, eighth is two points. That could be a, you know, seventh or eighth could be a big deal. Right. Right. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to be a probably, I don't know, I'm kind of hesitant to, to call it this because I think that the boys big school gets tons of uh, attention anyway. But right. I think this might be the sort of the meat of the day, if you will, because not only do we see a really tight team race overall, but I've got six events that could potentially see brand new record holders. All right, let's let's get in. One thing I'll say about the team race is you said Columbus North is at 50, and I'm just kind of going through it. That is essentially on the strength of three things, right? It's two winning distance relays, four by DMR, and it's um, their shot putter. And lock it in, he's going to win. Yes. But so yeah. they don't have much. I don't know if they're there in the four by two, four by four. If they're in scoring range. I, and I don't think they are. But 50 is their absolute. I mean, so they could win. Columbus North could win, but they would need to nail those three things, which right. they've got a good chance to do based on the seeds. And uh, the seeds and then the, just the nature of those events, right? right? It's not a more volatile event where you get behind in the four by two and suddenly you're eighth instead of second. Um, and their their shot putter's going to win. Yeah, he's, he's... But they're just, they'll be looking for the teams ahead of them to lose some of their projected points and hope that Brownsburg doesn't jump up. Right, right. So let's look at some of these uh, events that I believe could see a new record holder, right? Let's start with the boys... Uh, 60 meter hurdles, right? It's an eight flat set back in 2014 uh, by Vitito, and it's a tie with between Vitito and, and Hake. But John Colquitt from Brownsburg is seated at eight flat. We also know that Zionsville has he's a, got two shots at it. He's got two shots at it. He's got a really talented uh, competitor from Zionsville and Knox Willis, uh, who's seated at eight point. 07. Um, so head to head, I think the winner there takes home a brand new record. Would you agree? I think it's possible. Okay. I think it's possible. That's All a, right. that's a, we, this is the, this is the word of this season. Volatile. That's a volatile event. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's very fair. I think it'll happen. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. What's next? Um, and the boys' uh, 60 meter dash, right? The meet record is a 6.76 6 from Isaac Grindo uh, at Avon back in 2018. Uh, Elijah Jackson out of Lawrence Central, shout out LC. That's where I went to high school, by the way. Uh, he's seated at a 6.82, right? With a couple guys behind him pushing. So there is a possibility that the 60 meter dash falls as well. What's the gap there? 676 or 667? Uh, 676. Okay. I heard it backwards. I was like, that's a pretty big gap, but yeah. But so six hundredths of a second. Yeah. We're, we're in range. We're in range. Right. Okay. Let's go to, uh, the one that you and Scott talked about earlier in this week, the boys. Oh, let's, by no, let's do that one last. Oh, okay. We're going to move ahead then to, uh, potentially, uh, the boys four by two. This one is going to be a little bit more of a stretch. But I'm not saying it's totally out of the realm. Um, the meet record in the boys' 4 by 2 is a 128.05 set by mm -hmm. Ben Davis. Plainfield seated at 130.75 with Brownsburg at a 131.74. On that, flat tracks. Yep. Does that matter as much for sprints as it does for distance? On the bank track? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does it come? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're going to roll. They're going to be fast. I, and, and I, so I think it's very possible that uh, that record goes down, but it, it, I'm not as confident as uh, I am on, on a few of these and other ones. Right. One now. of the issues that we could see is that distance wise, a lot of these times are going to, are going to go way down. Right. Because, and this is why I saved the four by eight, even though we talked about the other one, but um they could go way down because these teams, when they ran their qualifying times, they won by 
10 seconds, 15 seconds, 25 seconds, whatever. Meaning your kid got the lead 400 meters into her or his leg and the rest of them ran by themselves for, so you ran by yourself, the team ran by itself for 2,800 meters and distance runners thrive off competition. All athletes do, but in the sprints, being in a race with five other teams and as fast, especially as these boys are going to run, you know, these 23 second legs, like the other teams being around them going that fast and having to swing out wide for these handoffs and having to get through all the traffic, having other good teams might be a, almost an impediment to running a fast time in a way. If you can get out in front in the four by two and stay out in front, then you have a really good chance. You're, like you said, you're not worried about handoffs. You're not worried about traffic. Uh, you get, uh, you have a, a huge advantage. So if you have a fast leadoff leg, you're going to set your team up really well. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's go out to the field, Colin. Boys high jump, the meet record, uh, a whole slew of gentlemen have jumped seven feet even. Brian Stevens, your national uh, leader from Warren Central, uh, he is uh, seated at a seven uh, foot. That one uh, could go down. That guy can jump high, which is good because that's the event. That is the event. He can jump high uh, by himself. He could jump high with a pole in his hand. Yes, he can vault with a pole. Yeah. There's an event for that. There is. Don't and know him, but I bet he can sprint. I bet he's fast. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if he's on one of the relays here. I should take a look and see. But uh, the boys shot put is the other one. Tucker Smith, the senior from Columbus North. Uh, he's seated at 67 feet, nine inches. The meet record, 64 feet, four and three quarters back in 1998. The man wasn't even alive then. 1998, Colin, do you remember that? What was I doing in 98? Uh, well, I was... I remember the Pacers Bulls series as featured in the last dance, which I still refuse to watch. So I'm uh, still it's actually pretty good. Whatever. I know. It's called loyalty. Taylor, why don't you look it up? Um, no, they, there's a Can we at least say that it's a little fishy that the NBA put all of these resources into filming all of Michael Jordan's last season? And that they happened to win the championship that year. And that the team most likely to knock them out was like the least, like the smallest market, the least glamour franchise of the NBA. Can we at least say that's fishy? You know, are you telling me that there's some element of professional sports that may or may not be predetermined? Listen, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. All right. I'm not, I'm not pounding on the table and saying something's rotten in Denmark. I'm just saying it's a little fishy. Okay. You heard it here. Colin tinfoil hat altivote is uh, saying that maybe uh, David Stern was in on the fix. I don't know. I mean, I do, you know what? These, these are miscellaneous minutes for the future. I do, I do believe that the, I do believe the frozen envelope Patrick Ewing thing that there's no way that's not true. Okay. Let's, let's talk about that miscellaneous minute. Cause I, I'm not, I don't know if I'm familiar with that story. So this will be good to hear. Okay. Well, we'll have two then. All right. Well, then the the okay. So shot put, lock, lock it in. Shot put's going down. The yeah. high jump. I think we can. He's it, it. At a minimum, I'd imagine he's going to join the lengthy list of gentlemen. Yeah, I think that's very fair to say. But and more I, likely, he probably breaks it. He can. Yeah. He can clear. He can. I don't. I don't know how petty he is. He can set it to seven feet and half of an inch. It's meters. He might be able to set it to seven feet and a quarter of an inch. I think he can. Yeah. Sorry, gentlemen. You're all out. You're done. My name's I'm the captain now. All right, four by eight. Here we go. This is the the one that is just as big a lock, I would say, as the shot put. Right. I don't know if it's, um, a, know if it's as big of a lock. Ah, oh, Colin. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm pretty excited about this one. Okay. So, so what's the record, and then what are the seed times? Okay, record 753.01, set by Fort Wayne Snyder in 2012. Your top seed, Columbus North, 805.37. Okay. Second seed, Carmel, shout out, 807.80. Third, Westfield, 808.78. Okay. Right? So, so 
a cynic maybe could say, what's well, 14 seconds, right? 807 to 753 is 14 seconds. The middle of those three teams is 12 seconds from 12 seconds and change from Columbus North. 12 seconds is three seconds per guy. So why would, why, why would we feel so confident that of these three teams, one of them is going to drop 12 to 16 seconds and break the record? Well, as you and Scott talked about earlier this week, all three of those teams have a sub to make. And not just a sub, but their top runner to place, put them back on the relay, right? So these are times uh, not, that not us. Cole ran on ours. Oh, he did, didn't he? Okay, well, yeah. We, have two, we have two subs to make, but Cole ran on ours. Multiple subs to make, and the other two have their best guy going back on there. Um, so, you know, that's it. The other factor is that those three teams ran times uh, virtually, as you said, kind of uncontested, right? That they won these distance relays by maybe 10 to 15 seconds. Now, I think, yeah, I quite think, that much in the, in the I think Westfield was pushed to the end. Okay. So on Westfield's 808, the, and I know we're hammering this again, but this is the last thing we're going to talk about. So if you were like, you already talked about this earlier in the week, like, okay, cool. Like skip ahead. So you can hear the, you know, you can hear the theme music at the end. Um, Westfield splits on that were 201, 205, 205, and 155. That adds up, right? That adds up to 808. Yeah. yeah. Um, plus change. So, but they, they, they can take out a 205 and put in another 155. So Lacomic went 155 on the anchor of that, and they were, they were pushed that whole way. I think it was a kind of come from behind to beat yeah. whoever was second at the agency, maybe Brownsburg. Okay, so that if, so then if you, if you take that, then they're they're already at a seven uh, fifty eight right there. Uh, right, that doesn't account for the fact that they've got you know two other teams pushing right. that train to push right, right. Well, and it, just looking through the list of names, if you assume that the first four listed for those teams are going to be the four that are going to run, yeah, not necessarily in that order because the order doesn't matter for the four by eight anyways, right? I mean, like there's some small strategizing of like who is best to lead off and who do we want to anchor and do we want to, that, that kind of thing. But it's not like the DMR where they run different distances. Right, right, right. Um, or, you know, you don't, you don't put Cole Hawker on the 400 leg of the DMR. You put him on the anchor because he runs the longest distance. But right. seeing that from those teams, it, it seems like they just qualify. They just ran to qualify, get in the fast tee see what we could do, you know, earlier in March. And now they're going to be sending all the Kings horses and all the Kings men for this on Saturday. Right. And I would guess, I mean, here, I don't have to guess on this one. You've already, you told Scott on the podcast that Carmel is all in on the four by eight, right? Yeah, we're going to run our four best guys. So, uh, and I would, I would guess that the four by eight is a really important event to both Columbus North and Westfield just uh, because they're big distance programs and it's a, it's a super important event outdoors uh, in terms of distance running. So um, I, I would guess that they're putting a lot of chips in on that. Maybe not Saturday, whatever, but like down the line, that's, a I really mean, I've, I've made it pretty clear now, like whatever this pie, I mean, like 200 people listen to this podcast, whatever, but I've made it pretty clear on this and two other coaches that like, and distance runners need competition. Right. So yeah. I've just, whenever we're doing stuff other than like strategizing for the state meet, like I'm not going to like last year, we ran our best guy third instead of fourth. We tried to you know, do something different. Obviously I didn't go around telling all the coaches about that, but ever everywhere else, I want to, you know, I want to communicate with these coaches to figure out what's the best competitive environment that we can put our kids in. And I'll just say, here's what we're doing. You don't have to tell me what you're doing. I'm just telling you, if this is helpful. Here's what we're planning to do. And right. I have told that to Rick and to Josh. So those are the coaches at those other schools. Right. So I, I think that record goes down. I mean, I, I don't see how it stands. Uh, th- these are three teams that are chasing it, chasing it hard. And I think you had asked, so you, uh, Colin, you and Scott, what was the number you said o- over under for this event? He had said 750 and then he was putting like hundreds on it. And I, I think I said under, I, I'm all, but I think, I think it's, I think it's pretty close to that. I, Okay. Yeah, I think it's Look, looking at what I think we can run. Yeah. I think it's pretty close to that. Yeah, uh, but I think I think that's a I think that record goes down. So I, that's why. Again, but you've I, got you've got three teams who whose anchor can run one fifty four. 
yeah. or faster. Or right. Faster. That's why, yeah. I mean, they've all, all these guys have run under 154. Now, yeah. again, that was, you know, that's outdoors and that's toward more toward the end of the season, but could these teams also all have their other three guys run under two minutes? Here, here's the one, here's the one thing that might, might hurt the record uh, attempt. Right. And that would be uh, potential for lap traffic because it, it's certainly possible that a team who qualified for the fast heat may, may choose right. to they're run. Gonna, they're going to punt else. this one and they're, yeah, so while one team is while three teams or more are running 750, 751, some right. of them could be running 825, 830. And and those guys I don't think there'll be a, I don't think there'll be enough to matter though. It it may not. It depends on, you know, we I know you talk about spring break situation or you know, right. team strategy or whatever. So that's the only other thing I could consider that might hurt uh the chances to, to bring down the record would just be the fact that they're guys you know who you're lapping out there i also predict just just a basic prediction i predict that at least one team probably not one of those top three but at least one team is going to run their best kid first well a lot of teams are going to run their best kid first but at least one team with a stud is going to run their best kid first and it'll string out immediately I don't think we're going to see a big, big pack going round and round for the first three laps in 130 or 132, and then it goes crazy. I think some team, and I think this is probably a good strategy for whatever team ends up doing it, some team with a, with a 156 is going to lead him off. Yeah. And if that's the case, it's good for those other teams on a record attempt. Yes, you, they, if it were to play out in the scenario you talked about a 130 through 600, then there's no record. It's over. Like it just, it just. Oh, I wouldn't just, say that. I wouldn't say that. Well, what are you going to close it? 130 and then the kid closes in, in 29 and your leadoff runs 159. And that was your slow yeah. kid to begin with. If it was your slowest kid. Okay. Remember, yeah. members, these, these teams, these teams have kids that have all run. 154 or 155 already this season yeah. it was two or three weeks that's ago. fair that's fair if, if it's your slowest kid then i would agree yeah because the record is 753 flat if columbus north gets the baton at six flat exactly six flat that means okay. reese runs 152 high they set the record right so i i think if it comes through in 600 and 130 i, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem okay yeah, we'll see. That'd be interesting. I don't remember what the exact splits were when I almost said we. Uh, I was a college student at the time, I think, or maybe I just graduated. But my Derek was the coach, and my dad was was his assistant, so yeah. I was there when it happened. And, but I think it was pretty steady throughout. I think the anchor was like a one fifty six or one fifty seven, and the rest of the guys were kind of like one fifty nine to two hundred one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be really fun. I mean, that's that's gonna be really exciting. So that you know, again, I think six potential records I, I think that's that's a huge number but i think it's closer to maybe like three or four of those records that we discussed go down at the boys large school meet all right hey miscellaneous minute okay do you want to go through the patrick ewing thing real quick tell me all about it okay so just skip over this if you if you don't care and why you know why would you if you you either if you know if you care you probably already know that separate tale so patrick ewing comes out of the draft in 1985 the biggest person, the biggest college athlete to come out in a long, long time. Whoever he goes, he's he's a lock. He's like, think like Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, Zion Williamson, LeBron. I mean, he is the biggest ever. Right. And back then, they didn't have a, a tiered lottery system based on, so the Pacers are, are, are um, not trying to win right now on purpose so that they can better their odds because the worse your record, the better chance you have at getting the number one pick. But sure. back then, the lottery system was just every team that didn't make the playoffs had equal chance, had equal chance, one in 13. And they would actually do the lottery. The commissioner, David Stern, they would just have like, like a fan inside of something blowing around these envelopes. And he yeah. would just pick up, pick it up 
and pull it out. And that's the order that they would pick. And the rumor was that he froze beforehand because they wanted, they don't want Patrick Ewing to go and play for, you know, the Charlotte, well, the Charlotte Hornets weren't a team back then, but you know, they don't want him to go and play for every team I'm thinking of wasn't, didn't exist back then. They don't want him to go play for the Pacers, right? Some small market team in Indianapolis city, like, you know, 600,000 people at the time, they, they want him in New York city. So the rumor is that he froze the envelope. So he either knew, I don't know if it was like the last team to get picked gets the number one, or he knew that that was the first one. So he he could feel when it was cold and he knew either to pull it out or not pull out whatever. Okay. That's the, okay. and I told, I, I 100%. Okay. I, I don't think that's as crazy as I thought it was going to be. I think that that could very well be, that could very well be a thing. Every big NBA player to come out like big time number one picks there's always been something a little fishy about where they ended up yeah like lebron ending up in cleveland where he was from um the nba was dying for someone to buy the new orleans franchise and the the team the family that owned the saints the football team they um bought the team from the nba and um and then they won the lottery with Zion Williamson. Right. So, yeah. Although yeah. the Knicks didn't win that one, that would have been fishy too. Really, whatever team won the Zion Williamson trade, we were all going to say like, oh, come on. Not the trade, the, the draft, the lottery. Um, all right, the spring break coming up for your boys. You and I are going on a fun spring break trip to Cancun. We're going to love Cancun. It's going to be great. Yes. 72 uh, degrees. I don't know what they set the, uh, I don't know what they set the, uh, thermostat in there but so it's spring no break, matter what i'm gonna ask him to put up to 74 yeah turn it up cancun is a uh it's a it's a mexican restaurant in uh in an undisclosed city in central indiana and that's where we're going one day we're going to do cancun lunch and if cancun would love to sponsor us <laughs> we're gonna play this for them vicky santi you listening yeah uh all right let's quick quick hitters here all right ready travel destinations best place to visit in indiana I feel like I'm uh, really now. I'm excited. Nashville. Nashville. Yes. Okay. There's a right answer to that, and it's Nashville. Yeah. It's, it's Nashville. Are you yeah. going? You go Nashville or spring break at all? Uh, we. I mean, we, we can. Oh, I, I, well, we, Kathleen and I go. Oh well. Dropping the, dropping the kid off at Nana's. Yeah. Well, I, maybe I'll see you there. Yeah. Well, maybe. If you, yeah, I think we're going. Well, I'm not going to set on the podcast what day we're going, but I'll text you. Um, oh, okay. oh, 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 you 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 want to say it on the podcast because you think somebody who's listening to us now might be the, that big of a fan who will show up and, and say not hey, not not fan, not that podcast not fan Taylor weirdo there's got a, there's at least one weirdo in this and I've divulged enough information like you you said my kid's name on. my wife's name uh, I'm just not taking any chances uh, best place to visit in the U S. Best place to visit. Uh, you know Your what? Favorite I really place, love? I guess. I uh, really love Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. I'm gonna go back there this uh, this summer. Uh, but I guess I can't give the date because God forbid somebody. Yeah, do not. Out. You do not want the. Yeah. No. So. Uh, yeah. Actually, no, that's uh, a that's a bridge place. too far. The weird. Somebody drives to Nashville. That's one thing. Somebody drives to Savannah. They must really not like you. Well, no, no, no. no. That's the, I was taking a different approach. They must really like me. I mean, if they drove all the way down there. Oh, that's, that's, that's okay. That's not, you haven't been at Carmel long enough. That's not what I'm worried about. <laughs> the knife in my back. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay. Mine is San Diego. Oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah. And uh, you know, they had the national championship the individual one. So I've been there a couple of times to see. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't go this year when, when Cole ran, but I went a couple of times with when Ben went and I went to San Diego. How many times did we go, Kathleen? We've gone at least twice, right? Yeah. Again, I'm not going to tell you what date because I don't want, you know, I'm just trying to have some swordfish tacos at Miguel's Cantina in Coronado. Okay. I, just, I don't want, you know, people flying out the old, you know, the old Michael Jordan poison pizza thing. Hey, enjoy, oh. those, enjoy those tacos. We didn't poison them or nothing. Uh, what's uh, what's your dream country to visit? Dream country. Take to a while visit. to explain this because I haven't decided for myself yet. Okay. Um, you know, this Definitely was a kind of a tough one. I'll, I'll probably go. Oh, we got a guest appearance here. No, you keep talking. I'll just if it picks up. Dream country to visit. What's yours? Dream country to visit for me. I think it would be. Uh, gosh, um, I'm gonna go with uh, 
South Africa. I've, I've always wanted to go. Huh. I, I go and just see, see a totally different culture and uh, see the, uh, see the environment. And well, that's and, a different culture. All right. Go to the, the, you know, the reserves that are there and, and check out the, the game reserve. I mean, it'd just be so neat. Well, so, the history of South Africa, I imagine is. And all the history. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, history. captivating. Yeah. Infuriating probably. Yeah. But interesting nonetheless. Yeah. So I think there'd be, it'd be so fun and it just, it's different, you know, it's just rather than like, you know, go to France or whatever. That's funny you say that because Kathleen said UK and I looked at her weird and she changed her answer to Italy. I think Italy's up there. Uh, I'm not going to pick one. I'm just going to list. What about this country? Uh, I'm just going to look at my wife and see what facial expression she makes as I, uh, New Zealand, Thailand, uh, I don't know what else you got. I mean, these aren't also aren't places you can just go over spring break. Even yeah. even the kids at our at our school aren't just like they're like I ah, Turks and Caicos. I remember that one. But, yeah, I'd be down for a trip to the Bahamas. Um, um, and you could, yeah, you could go over spring break, which obviously you can't. Although one kid on our team left, so we still have tomorrow and then four days next week, and a kid left already for spring break. But he's going to India, and that's not a place you go for four yeah. days. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that would be tough. Uh, yeah, uh, that would be fun. I think New Zealand and Australia would be really cool for similar reasons. And, uh, you know, I think India, honestly, like, again, if I, if I could do anything, I would probably just tour the world and just get paid to do it somehow, some way, which I don't, I don't know how to do that yet. Those, uh, those, those jobs are pretty hard to get. There's only a couple of them out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, I, well, I'll see you tomorrow and all the time, but I'll see you on Saturday at the meet. I can't wait. Hey, you know what? If you see us, at, uh, yeah, no, doing, hey, come up and say what's up. Just don't do anything weird. No, no. Apparently, don't talk to Colin. If you see no, Colin, no. you recognize him. Don't talk to him, right? People, people, uh, talk, people, talk, to people, us, people talk to us at the meets about the podcast. I just, that's a, that would be a really normal place to come up to me and be like, hey, like, enjoy, enjoy the podcast. If you're like, hey, I heard that over spring break, you were going to Nashville and here we are in the same restaurant. No, that's, let's not do that. Well, there, I guess there are only three restaurants in Nashville, basically. So, yeah. Um, shout out. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you off the air which one to go to. Yeah. Sure. No, yeah, I, I, I'm excited to hear that. Um, yeah. So, I'll, I'll see you there. And if anybody sees us at the meet, give us a, you know, give us a quick what's up. Donate blood. I donate blood day. They're in, they're in low supply. If you can donate blood, go out. If you donate blood, tell me between now and Saturday, which would be a tough, quick turnaround. Come up to me at the meet and be like, hey, shout out. I donated blood. It's a great thing. Go for it. It certainly is. All right. Hey, thanks, man. Yep.